Hey, what's up, everyone? We are back to fight the good fight here, so let's just jump into today's podcast. Hey! What is up everyone? Welcome back to Fight the Good Fight with me, Zachary Ward. I am so excited to be back with you guys. It has been far too long, honestly, and it's just kind of been, it's been crazy. So I I just figured I'd kind of update you guys on some things that are happening and, and then kind of just enter into this podcast today. So... A lot has happened in my life. Um, I honestly can't remember. I think it was in March, probably, that I did my last uh, last episode on here, which is which is really sad. I would recommend going back and listening to that. Um, it was one of the harder ones I've had to make, but one of the most uh, I don't know if fulfilling is the right word. But I did it kind of on my uh, my testimony and like just some of the things that uh, I kind of lived in and the sin that I lived in. And I, I would just encourage you guys to go. Uh, give that a listen because it's something I'm going to talk about a lot um, as I kind of enter back onto this podcast uh, realm of things. Um, but yeah, so in March, I don't remember. Uh, let's see. I, uh, as you guys know, I kind of talked about her probably towards the end of uh, my podcast time, but I have now an amazing wife uh, who I love so much. And so that's a big change. Um, so we got engaged in May. And then got married in September, so it was about five months engagement, and then we got married in September on on the twenty third. Woohoo! Um, which that is just something that's honestly monumental um, in someone's life. I mean, getting married is a big deal. So you know, throughout the whole summer from May till September, there was a lot of wedding planning. Um, you know, we have bought a house, um, we got a new car, we have an amazing dog who's just right behind me sleeping like he always does, and. Uh, you know, just a lot of changes in life. And so I think with all of that, um, there was just a lot of commotion and just, um, I didn't really make anything. No, didn't create anything. Honestly, social media has just been kind of blank. Um, but again, I'm just excited to kind of be back as I kind of have found a little bit of a settled, um, lifestyle, um, me and my wife, um, here. And, uh, obviously some of the other changes in my life are, I'm just continuing to like pursue ministry. Um, so in today's podcast, maybe through the title, you were able to recognize like I'm actually sharing the first sermon, the very first Sunday sermon that I've ever done in my entire life with you guys um, on this podcast. Uh, so after I do this little bit, um, I'm going to send it over to that and you guys can hear just my whole sermon because I recorded the whole thing. Um, the audio, I don't know how good it is because I was just recording it on my phone as I was up there. But yeah, so I'm continuing to pursue ministry, and I'm what I'm hoping that looks like is to go uh, do online schooling with Spurgeon uh, College, which is super exciting. Um, I just want to be able to um, kind of further my education with uh, with that stuff. I love learning about the Bible. I love growing in that way, and if I want to be able to teach it better, and if I whatever that looks like, in whatever way is the Lord's has fit for me with that. I want to be able to do it in a way that I actually just understand the scriptures even better and have a better understanding of the history, the culture, all that different stuff. Um, and so I figured, you know, go to school for it. Why not? So my wife is graduating here in a couple weeks and then I'm planning on applying and going to school um, next fall, um, Lord willing. And we'll see what the Lord has for me, but um, it's something that I'm super excited about, a little nervous about. So if you guys have, take some time just to pray about that and 
Uh, I'd love for you guys to walk with me in this. Um, I think with this, the podcast and my YouTube channel, um, you can just follow me on those. And then also just like going to like my Patreon, I'm going to start kind of putting that back out there um, to help support me as I do this. Um, it's, you know, takes time and it's money and it's like just... If you guys feel just want to support me with this uh, anyway, that is super um, awesome. I just appreciate that. And maybe it's just listening to these and let me know about what you thought about them. Uh, but I, I appreciate that. Um, so anyways, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm kind of pursuing uh, things. Um, and so that's a, a super exciting thing for me. But yeah, I, I'm just excited to be back here uh, doing this podcast. Um, you know, it's it's a part of me that I missed. Um, you know, I do YouTube and I do these podcasts, but as I spent so much time not doing it, I was like, man, I really just miss not making these for people. You know, it's like, I love talking about God's word and I love, you know, talking about these subjects that are hard, that are, you know, things that we don't necessarily love talking about. Um, and it's like, that's what I just want to get back to and, and start this new season off of fight the good fight. Uh, which I love the name. I think it's just a, it's a good name. We, you know, we talk about fighting the good fight. You know, as Christ followers every day, we're just facing so many challenges, really. You know, everyone faces challenges, but as Christ followers, we're facing this challenge of do we choose the world or do we follow Christ? You know, do we give in to the things that the world has or do we keep following Christ? You know, I mean, he's done everything for us. You know, he died on a cross so that we could have freedom from the world from the sin from the bondage that we find in it and he says live this new life you know last night at our community group we were talking about um, we were in Colossians and so it was Colossians 3 putting on like the new self and I think it's something that we don't think about a lot in American culture it's like we just become very comfortable with our freedom and with the things that we have that you know it's like we don't even know how to live without our phones anymore you know things like that um, and it's a you know, just all that kind of stuff. I just, I want us to like, as you guys listen to my podcast, if it's your first time, I want you to walk away knowing that Christ died. He died a painful death on a cross and he loves us so much and he wants us to be in a relationship with him. And he calls us out of our old life, the life of sin and living for self and to live for him. And it's like, there's nothing we can do. Um, as you know, you're going to hear in today's podcast, actually, um, through the sermon I give. Um, but it's all because of what he's done. We just come to him with open arms and say, I need you, Lord. I want you. I believe in you. And I don't want to live anymore in the way that I lived. I'm going to turn 180 degrees. I'm going to live for you. Um, so, yeah. So, guys, that's that's some of the changes that have just kind of been going on. Some of the things. Um, I don't want to just go on and on. I just want to get right into this. So right now, we're going to hop into the sermon. So I'll find you guys afterwards. It's, it should oh. be going now. Now you walk around. Oh, wow. I like that. Oh, anyways, I am so happy to be here with you guys, church family. Uh, so my name is Zach. I am from Second Baptist. I work with the college age group over there, and I just had the blessing to be able to be here and preach to you guys this morning, um, which is a super cool opportunity for me to be able to just to share God's word with you. I have my wonderful wife here who is the biggest supporter of me, who is just like, right when she heard about this, she was like, you're taking this, you're doing this. And I was like, all right, let's go, let's do this. Um, and my parents are able to be here, which means a lot to me. Um, this is, uh, so I preached a sermon in Romans. Uh, that was one of my first sermons in the college group. And I didn't realize what I was teaching on was one of the, a more controversial thing for one of my first sermons ever in Romans. And I was like, man, 
Whew, but, but today I had the blessing just to be able to choose what I wanted to, to do it about, which uh, I heard that he had a whole uh, thing about Veterans Day. And I was like, oh, I didn't plan that exactly. Um, but today I want to read in Ephesians 2. So if you want to flip your Bible uh, there for me now, uh, that would be great. And we're just going to dive in. We're going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, we just sing about uh, just essentially like Jesus, thank you um, for everything that you've done. And today um, the title of this is The Ultimate Free Gift. Um, and we're going to read from Romans 2, and the title of that is By Grace Through Faith. Um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about being one in Christ. Um, but I just want to start us off by praying, uh, start our time off the right way, and by going to the Lord. So if you guys would go and close your eyes. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you just for your many blessings in life, Lord, and just this opportunity that we get to gather here. We have the freedoms to gather here, Lord, uh, to talk about your word, to grow deeper um, together. Lord, and I just thank you for everything you do. I pray that you bless this time. I pray that the words that would flow from my mouth would not be my own, Lord, but they would be yours and that people would hear the truth of Scripture preached. And Lord, we just thank you for everything you do, and we pray that you bless the rest of this day. Amen. All right, so Ephesians 2. Uh, so I was flipping through my Bible. I was like, okay, what am I going to do this on? Um, and I was like, I need to do it gospel-centered. I need to go back to the gospel over and over um, I told myself uh, a few years ago, I was like, you know, if I ever give a sermon, the first one I'm going to do is going to be about the gospel. Um, and it's like, you know, we gather in a church and I can't expect that everyone in here believes that. I have to come in here knowing that I'm going to proclaim the truth and I want people's lives to be transformed. And that's what God does. And so I just want to give us a little rough uh, thing about Ephesians. So Ephesians is written by Paul. Uh, he was in prison, so he, he wrote a few books while he was in prison. So you imagine Paul just in prison writing about by grace through faith. It's by Christ alone that we, we do anything that we do. It's, it's through him. It's through his death. And so he's in a prison cell, and, and he's writing these letters uh, to all these churches. And so he writes, uh, if anybody knows Paul, he writes with a lot of passion. He has this like, man, I'm going to get straight to the point. I'm going to lay it down. You know, all throughout Scripture, and I'll talk about this later, he talks about our sin. It's always back to our sin. Our sin nature. And that's very serious stuff that we have to think about. And so uh, here in the 21st century, um, we get the blessing of being able to read his letters. And these are very relevant to us in this day and age as well. This doesn't go apart from a system like, oh, it's for the Ephesians and that's it. No, this is for us. The gospel is for everyone. And that's what we're going to learn today. And so if you guys are note takers, I don't know, uh, obviously, like the bulletins are wrong and everything. So I'm just going to we're just going to roll with it. Um, but I want to give you guys one main idea um, in all true Baptist way. Um, and that is the greatest gift sinful man will ever receive is that of grace. Amen. The greatest gift sinful man will ever receive is that of grace. And that's good news. And so maybe you're wondering, what is, why is this the greatest gift? Like what's, what makes this so great? We love our life defined by this grace as Christians. It means everything to us. Without him dying on that cross and giving us that free gift, we, we can't do anything. We're going to learn that here in a second. We can't do anything to earn that. It's all freely given. And that's good news. And, and something I love is how Paul's writing this. He's like, this is what transformed my life. A man who persecuted the church and hated people and was killing people for this. And he was like, I got to turn my life around. And God said, you will. And you're going 180 degrees the other way. And he's, he's sitting in a jail cell writing this to a, churches and saying, this is why I live. 
I may be in a jail cell, but this is why I live. And so the words that we're going to read in Ephesians 2 today are a plea and a reminder for both the believer and the unbeliever. So if you're sitting here today, this is for everyone. This is something I want us all to hear. And so let's go into Ephesians 2, and I'm going to break down some of the verses here. But let's just start in verse 1. And you were dead in, your, in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. And one of my favorite verses ever, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Wow. You know, it's just like you have to take a breath because that means so much to us. Um, By grace, you have been saved. And verse six, and raised up, raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no man may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So and obviously you guys can't see my Bible, but in my Bible, I've had this whole thing underlined for a long time. And I was like, when I, when I went back to Ephesians 2, I was like, I'm going to do it on this. I'm going to talk about this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us reminders and I'm going to give us challenges as we go through our day. Because again, like I said, I can't expect that everyone in here believes that by grace you've been saved. I can't believe that you necessarily understand this or know this. And all I want for each person in this room is to walk away knowing he is good. And his grace is enough. And so let's go back to verse one. I just want to break down each verse and give us a little bit more to it. So in the first it says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. So we have to understand we enter this world spiritually dead. Uh, We're not entering this world perfect human beings. We enter this world broken and in need of Christ instantly. When man sinned at the very beginning of the world, we were all doomed to that. And so that's a struggle that we all deal with. So by nature, we're all sinners. In Romans 3.23, we hear how we all sin and fall short. This is something that we have to be reminded of as we live our life. Is like, let's understand that we're sinners and we need Christ so that we can come to him humbly and know that he is there with open arms. And then 2 through 3, it says, In which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So when it says we once, we once walked, this is, this is a, a praise to the Lord for us Christians who are in the room. We're like, we once walked in this, but no longer do we do this anymore. We live for him. And we run to him every second of every day. And even when it gets hard, you know, even though we talk about Paul being in a jail cell writing this, it's like he ran to Christ. He was like, this is what God does. Not what I do. This is what God does. And that's the good news there. And so when we talk about this prince of the power of the air, um, I mean, for a lot of like, you read it and you're like, what does that even mean? Well, we're talking about Satan. We're talking about the very, very real stuff that he does. Like he's 
at work constantly. Even when you enter these doors and you're in the church building, he's at work and he will do anything he can to draw you farther away from the Lord. And what I want you guys to walk away with today is knowing that he's not in control, that God is. Surrender your life to him. I'm old-fashioned. I use paper. I know a lot of, like, 24-year-olds, like, that's how old I am. I didn't even say that. So a lot of 24-year-olds probably come up here with, like, an iPad or something. I'm not cool like that. So, um, but anyways, uh, so let's get into my great but statement. This is one of my favorite. There's two of them in this uh, passage that we're going to talk about today. But in verse 4, it says, but God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Man, I, I think it's, it's just monumental when it says, but God. Because there's all this brokenness and then there's this. This trumps everything. It's like, even though we're broken, even though we sin, even though we fall short all the time, God... And, and I wrote in here, one of the great but God statements in God's word is found right here. And it shifts everything from, hey, you are a sinner, to look what Christ did. And that's so good. And so when we, we read Rich in Mercy, uh, I, was, I was doing a little studying on this, and I found a quote. I thought it was just really good. It said, mercy is compassion in action. And it's like, God forgave us for everything we did by sending his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for us. Absolutely. We deserve the death. We deserve to be up there. But he was rich in mercy. He cared about us so much. He forgives us for all those sinful things we've done. And it's hard. It's hard sometimes to, to kind of sit back and be like, man, I'm a sinner. Uh, you know, throughout my whole life, I've grown up in church uh, forever. Like, that's all I know. It was like my second home. And yeah, I found that I was just kind of living in my motions life and doing whatever I wanted. And I had to recognize, man... I'm a sinner, and I need Christ. So that's the question I, I just want you guys to think about as we keep going through this is, where are you in your walk with Christ? Are you in a place where you're like, I'm strong, and I believe in him? And for that, we say amen. But some of us, it's not as easy. Like, we're all in different places in life. And that's okay. Um, and then the next part, it, it talks about this great love with which he loved us. You know, it's, it's we talk about God's love a lot, but it, see, it says here, because of the great love. And as I was doing this, I was like, there's no way I can even try to describe that love. Like, I, I can just tell you he died on a cross for you. Um, because that love is greater than anything you can possibly imagine. I can't even describe it because I'm just a broken human. But it's so great. It transforms our life. That's what it does. And so it says, he made us alive in Christ. And so no longer do we live as Christians in that spiritual death that we're in, but now we're made alive in him because of what he did. And so let's go to verses 8 through 10 here, just to finish this. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we see here uh, 
there's five solas. I'm only going to give three right now. It's by grace alone, grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And let's go back to that last one, in Christ alone. None of that's possible if we don't have Christ. And that's what changes everything. Like more than anything ever in this life, I want you guys to know it is in Christ alone that we even stand here, that we even have the freedoms we have. You know, we're talking about Veterans Day. It's like, you know, I'm so grateful for all the people who sacrificed their lives to protect this country. But even greater than that, I think we can all say amen to the one who died so that we could have freedom to know him, freedom from our sin, freedom from that bondage that we were in. That's what, that's what we praise him for every day. He's so good. And something we have to understand is there's absolutely nothing we can do to receive this gift of our own doing. There's no work we can do. I can't go out and be like, okay, I'm going to serve in this uh, nonprofit and do all this stuff. And then I'll be able to be with Christ. He'll, he'll accept me then and I'll be good and I'll be clear of all the things I've done. No, there's nothing because he already paid the price so that we could have the freedom to be with him. He forgave us. Like, that's so good. And, you know, there's some times where I'll just be walking throughout my day and it just hits me. And I'm like, whoa, like, God, you forgave me. I mean, like, I don't have to go through my whole testimony, but like, there's been some things in my life that I've run after some sinful, sinful things that I do not like even thinking about because it just hurts because they were pushing against Christ. And I'm like, but God, but what God did, because he's so good. All right, so let's read 11 through the rest here. Let me get a drink of water. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at the time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. And here's my second but God statement. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinance, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace And might reconciles both in God, one body, through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. I know that's a lot, and I'm going to try and simplify it and help us. So we read that passage, and one reason I love this piece of Scripture also ties in with by grace through faith is how now we're all one. Um, So... There's a lot of this struggle between the Jews and the Gentiles. Um, and when, when you hear Gentile, basically it just means you're not a Jew, like in simple terms. And yet there was this animosity between them. There was this tension because they were like, 
we don't have this. Like the Gentiles before didn't have that because of the old law. The Jews only had it. And they were like, this is our hope. This is what we live for. But when Christ came and died on the cross, he fulfilled that. And he said, no longer is it just you Jews who get to believe in me, but it's everyone. That's why we're here. That's why we're able to be here and have the freedoms. And we're able to, to even hear this. We like believe in it. It's because now we have that opportunity. And that's, that's amazing. And it's so good. So again, like I said, we have this second but statement. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We were far off. Like some of you might still be far off. I don't know. And that's where we have to come back to knowing it's by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's through what he's done that we now have that citizenship with him, that we have that opportunity to have that citizenship with him. And so I want us to get into a few reminders and challenges. Um, but as I talked about earlier in Ephesians 2, it's, it's not just for the believer, but it's also for the unbeliever. And these reminders and these challenges I have for us to go out of these doors today with are important for each person in this room. I don't know where everyone's heart is, but I know what Ephesians 2 says. It says, by grace you have been saved. By his blood we have been saved. He forgives you. And you don't have to do anything. Believe in him. Turn away. Make a 180. You know, I used to, I used to be in this revolving door, like a 360. I was like, okay, I believe in you, God. Whoop, back to my sin. And it was just over and over and over. And I had to remind myself, or I had to be reminded, better yet, uh, you can't keep doing 360, Zach. It's time to do a 180 and live for me, you know? And that's hard. Like, these things are hard. These are challenges we all face every day in everything that we do. Each and every one of you in this room, sin is pervasive, and all it does is want to lead you farther into it. And that's hard. But my first reminder for us today is that we are spiritually dead in a world, spiritually dead world in desperate need for a savior. Let's recognize that our world is broken, that we need Jesus. That's what we have to go to first. If we can't recognize that first, this is a broken world and we need him, then we're going to fall short. We're always going to be like, man, what's going on? Like, I, I think about it all the time. I'm like, we go throughout life and we're just, we, we don't understand why people act the way they do. Or, you know, you look at just like celebrities and stuff and they just act this way and that way. And you're just like, why do they do that? Well, it's because we live in a broken world, you know? It's because for now, they may obviously not know Jesus. And what a better opportunity for us than to say, this is Jesus, you know, to those people. So let us not be surprised about this world and its brokenness. I think too often we get too surprised by it and are like, man, why? Like, again, why does this happen? But let's not be surprised by it. Let's understand that as we talked about in the beginning, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. We were all once there. We were all at a point in our life where sin held us. And so it's no different for anybody else in the world. That's so important to know. It's so important to understand that that is what Christ says, that we were spiritually dead and we need him. Because Satan is going to do everything he can 
to lead you to him. You know, I, I know I keep reiterating these things, but, you know, as I was planning this, I was like, I mean, honestly, I only had two days to plan this. Like, <laughs> like I was like, woo! Um, I was like, this is, this is going to be interesting. Um, but what a better opportunity to just keep reiterating the gospel, to keep telling you, hey, this is what Christ did for you. This is where you might be in life. This is where you were in life. But this is what he did. And I will shout it to the rooftops every day if I can to people. Every time I have the blessing of being able to stand up in front of people and preach, the gospel will be heard. People are going to hear that. People are going to be challenged. So remember, we are a spiritually dead world in desperate need for a savior. In Romans 8, 5 through 6, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Our flesh <clears throat> will lead us to death, but through Christ we are made alive, like it says in, in Ephesians. So my second reminder is this. God's love is a love that is beyond anything we will ever know. Beyond anything we will ever know. There's absolutely nothing that I can, again, like, I, like I said earlier, like I can describe it because it's just immeasurable. I remember when I was living in sin for many years, just a, a habitual sin, doing it over and over. I remember when God broke the wall and it was not a fun one. Like it was like you sit in a moment and he's like, no more. And it's just like the, the wall that you built up of that sin that you're living in. He blew it up. And I was like, I froze for a while and then I cried and I confessed. And it was hard. There's healing that still is taking place. But I was like, that's because of the love that he has. He was like, I'm not letting you live that way anymore, Zach. Like, you've been going in this too long. You've been indulging your flesh too much. You know, as we talk about in the beginning of Ephesians, it talks about how we were dead, how we walked in these sins. But he said no more. So if you guys really quickly want to flip to 1 John 4 with me. So 1 John 4, 7 through 11, uh, it says this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Hear that, God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's good news. That is good news. That is what Christ does. He sent his son to take our place on that cross. That immeasurable love that he had was right there for us on that rugged cross. So what, Something I want you guys to hear today is your sin and the shame that you might live with is not greater than his love. Absolutely not even close. You mean, we, we were talking about Paul. Paul was running as far away from Christ as he could. And yet Christ, because of the love he has, changed his life completely. And now we read all these books that he had written for the Lord, you know, like from the Lord's word. So there's nowhere you can run. 
There's no shame that you live with that his love won't meet you. He'll pursue you. And sometimes it's hard. But if there's a time today where you just feel like, man, I'm running away from Christ. Stop. Turn around. Hold your arms out humbly. So my third reminder is this. I don't even know how long normal services go here, but as normal, I talk longer than I think. Um, But anyways, uh, my third reminder is this. We are all one now because of what Christ did on the cross. We are all one. So we read 11 through the rest of uh, 2, and we understand that we are no longer singled out here. Like It's not just Jews and Gentiles. There's no this or that. There's one. And so in Galatians 3.28, it actually says this, uh, another letter written by Paul. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, what I want to say is it doesn't mean that there's not someone who says they're Jew or someone who says they're Greek or a male or female. Let's not get onto that. But it's just saying with Christ, we are one. We have citizenship with him. We are together with him. And that is so good because before he died on the cross, there was just this tension. You know, you, you think about as Jesus walked on this earth, he faced that tension with people saying, why are you associating with these people? Why do you say these people get this and like all this? It's because before that, there was just the old covenant. There was just that old law that they followed. They just, they were very to the point with the law and they were like, you're breaking that. You can't do that kind of stuff. But he came and fulfilled that on that cross. That's so good. So I want to give us three challenges, three challenges as you walk out of these doors today, as you go throughout your week to think about and to seriously consider these things. And the first is view people in the lens that Jesus did. You know, I've been talking about how we're all sinful. I've been talking about how there's not this distinction anymore, but honestly, Like, we're pretty quick to judge people. We're pretty quick to look out in the world. And, you know, I even think about myself. You know, I see a celebrity do this. I'm like, gosh, why they do that? You know, and and you just start to criticize them. You know, politics, our favorite thing. Uh, Maybe maybe it's some of your favorite thing. It's not mine. Um, And it's like we get so angry. And then we have this tension between family members or whatever. And it's like, well, goodness me. It's like whoever is on running for president or whatever, like, there's a good chance they probably need Jesus. And Jesus viewed people in a very different lens than we as broken humans do. Jesus viewed people in a way that saw their value. Because people have value. I wrote in here about how he, he met the woman at the well, how he, he met with tax collectors, how he was with lepers. He did all this different stuff as he walked on this earth. Yet we were pretty quick to stay in our bubble. We're pretty quick to stay in that little place that we like, our comfort. I'm just challenging us to think about that a little bit, to be like, maybe it's time to step outside that. Maybe it's time to to see people as valued creations by God. It doesn't mean we look at their sin and say, you keep doing that. What it says is, I love you so much. I want to tell you about what Jesus did. I love you so much just because you might be a homeless man on the side of the street. I still want to talk to you. Everyone else passes him, but I'm going to stop and talk to him. I'm going to challenge myself to be that person in life. And that's what I'm just challenging each of us to do. I'm 
far from perfect. Uh, I tell you what, I, I'm, I failed that. I'll tell you a quick story. I was at a Sonic after, I don't think it was some basketball thing I did. And I just went into the Sonic just to get me something. And this homeless guy walked up and was like, hey, would you mind just getting me like a burger or something? Just that it? And I just, I kind of said no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And God convicted me right when he turned around. And I was like, oh. And so I, I got out of my door and I stopped him. And I was like, hey, come back. I'll get you whatever you want. And then I had this long conversation with him. And that's what God does when we start to view people in a different lens. I, like I, I want to show you guys that I'm a broken human and I failed at the beginning. But because of what God wanted me to do in that time, he had that plan. And so just view people in the lens that Jesus did. And the second one is this. Love the way that Jesus loved. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be perfect. Trust me, we can never even begin to love the way that he loved. But we have to pursue it. We have to try and see that, hey, he sacrificed his life. So every day I'm going to sacrifice mine to tell people about him. Um, you know, I have a lot of people in my life who are bold and they'll just walk up to people and start talking about that. Me, it's harder. Like, I've always had a harder time doing that. And that's not an excuse, but it's just a challenge again for me. Like, these challenges are for me. But we need to love the way that he loved. You know, we go back to this Ephesians 4. It says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with him. That's good news. Good news, good news. And it's hard. It's hard to love the way that he loved in a world that's so broken when things don't make sense, when you just see people running far away. You know, you have family members who are choosing to live a sinful life right in front of you. And you're like, how do I love them? It's going to be hard, but you keep doing it. You go back to the scriptures. Don't listen to what I have to say. Listen to what he has to say. If you go back to anything, never, when you, when you hear the pastor preaching, don't say, ooh, his words are right, I'm going to listen to him. Hear his words, go back to scripture, always. So love the way that Jesus loved. And the last one here is recognize your need for a savior. So that to the unbeliever in the room, that's what I'm, I want you guys to hear is recognize your need for a savior. I say that because I love you. I say that because all I care about is watching people follow him. There's so many people I've watched pass away and you just, your heart breaks because they didn't have that fruit in their life or they were just living a completely sinful life and you just sit back and you're like, I'm hurting because they passed away and they don't even know him. And I don't know why that doesn't bother us more often and how it doesn't get to us and how we don't go back to this passage and say, to that person, Jesus is enough. He died on a cross for you. And you know what? Sometimes it's not our, our job to save people, but it is our job to be the, the hands and feet and go out and tell people about it. And that's what I want us to do. But for the unbeliever in the room, will you recognize your need for him? So just a couple final notes and I'll finish before I go to like two o'clock and everyone has to sit here through the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I want to go back to that main idea of the greatest gift sinful man will ever receive is that of grace. So for the believer, 
I want you to read these words in Ephesians over and over and remember where you came from, what God did in your life, and tell people about that. Tell people, he saved me, even when I was in the, in the pits. He saved me. And for the unbeliever, hear the good news that Jesus sacrifices life so that you may have life. He sacrifices life so that you may have life. This is everything to me, or else I wouldn't be standing here because of what he did in my life. God's grace is sufficient. He is enough, and he is the giver of life. Going back to that, that story about the woman at the well, I mean, that woman was living in sin, and she was like, I, I, you don't, I don't need to be around you because you're, you're this guy. I don't, I'm not that. And yet he said, I'll give you life. And again, my deepest hope for each person in this room is that you would believe that you would live your life transformed by grace through faith. And again, going back to those solas, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, and all for his glory alone. That's what we live for. That's what we do. So that's all I've got for us today. I just want to end us on prayer and invite anybody who is going through things right now to come up, talk to us, to confess that sin, to turn away from the way that you've been living and live for him. So let me pray for us and then we will finish off with a song, I believe. Dear Lord, I just, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your many, many blessings in life, Lord. I thank you for this piece of scripture that you've given us. We know that it's by grace alone, by your grace alone gift, that gift that you've given us, Lord, that we stand here. We have freedom. We get to talk about this stuff, Lord. So I thank you for everything you do, and I pray that you would just bless everyone today. Amen. All right, guys. So I, I hope that you enjoyed uh, just taking a moment to listen to that sermon. Um, that's something that obviously, again, like I said, is super cool for me. I mean, like, it's my first ever Sunday morning sermon. Um, so I was with, uh, let me just give you a little background. Um, I was with uh, invited... Um, to go preach uh, at Glenstone Baptist Church here in Springfield, Missouri. And I was just like, my my wife heard it and she was like, yeah, you're doing that. Like, you're going to do that. I was like, okay. You know, I had two days to pl- pl- like plan a whole sermon and make sure it was, you know, good enough. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I, I decided, oh, I'm going to do Ephesians 2, as you guys heard. <laughs> and I was like, two days, I got this. So I just went to work and got it, got it all figured out and, and got it all planned. And I was like, okay, I feel pretty good about this um, overall. Like I was like, you know, for the time allotted here, I feel pretty happy with what I uh, put on paper. And hopefully at the end of the day, it's not really my words again, like I want to be heard. I want God's word to be heard. You know, in Ephesians 2, it's like talking about being dead in our, dead in our trespasses. We were sinful. We were broken. But God being rich in mercy, you know, as it says in verse 4. Um, it's just powerful and it transforms lives. Um, and so it's just, I took the, took that time, took those couple days, got it planned. Um, and then I was just like, all right, you know, Sunday was there and I was like, this is about to happen. Um, and so, you know, me and her were just, we headed to the church and I'm always a little bit jittery and nervous um, before because, you know, it's like a new thing. Um, but I was like, I'm doing this. And so, you know, we got to the church and, and this church is predominantly uh, an older community. Um, it's an older church, 
Um, but like, nonetheless, it was still like, there was, you know, a decent amount of people in there. Um, and just the ability to be in front of people and proclaim the truths of God's word. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's something, something that I've just never thought I would ever experience that I would ever be a part of, um, in that way, you know? And so it's just like watching God work, um, in people's lives, um, in my life. And it's just, you know, it's just so cool, um, because God is so good. Um, and he deserves all the glory, um, forever and ever. And so like I had that opportunity and it was just, uh, you know, I, I got those nerves, but right when I got up, it was just like, they all kind of faded away and I just followed my notes a little bit, you know, to the best, you know, sometimes I will say a lot of times I have this, you know, paper, these paper of all these notes and everything that I want to, you know, talk about my, um, points and stuff. And most of the time, I'll be honest, like, I know them just by heart because I'm the one who made them, right? You know, and so it's just like, I get up there and it's just kind of let the words that God wants to be said, that are said. And so it's just, I don't know, it's so cool um, just to see how God works. Um, you know, I lived a lot of my life being afraid of, you know, getting in front of people. And it's like, I'm still not perfect at that. And there's still definitely moments where, you know, I have little jittery moments, Um but God just calms those nerves and he, you know, he says, look, I have a plan for you. And it's like, I know that you may be scared, but I can calm your nerves. You know, I can calm you and you're going to get up there and you're going to proclaim the truth of what I have said. And it's like, it's not you who saves people, Zach, you know, it's me. And it's just like, I find peace and comfort in knowing that I find peace and comfort knowing that God is in control, that he's going to take care of me and that whatever he has planned, you know, even if he, he wants to send me to the most dangerous parts of the world, like he has a plan and it's just, that's so cool for me just to, to walk in. And it's like, that's what I want people to walk away with is, you know, to not only hear the truths of the gospel proclaim and to be transformed by that, let, you know, God's going to do that. I, I believe that, but also just to know that he is in control and to walk faithfully in the way that he wants you to, even if it's scary and something that you're not used to. And so that's kind of all I had planned for us today. I just wanted you guys to be able to hear that sermon. I wanted people who weren't necessarily be able to be there to be able to go and be like, oh, I can go listen to his first sermon. Um, obviously, it's something that I won't always do. Um, and then obviously next week we'll get uh, into a new uh, new one. Um, and I'm kind of going to be working on that uh, this week to try and get ready for uh, that next podcast. Um, so guys, I just really appreciate each one of you guys taking the time to listen to this podcast today, to be able to just be here um, to support me um, as I kind of keep doing this. Um, It's just something I really enjoy and I want you guys to just uh, stick with me, um, support me in whatever ways uh, you want to. Um, And so that's kind of all I have for you. So uh, thank you guys and I'll see you next time.